Hello, wonderful, beyond wonderful friends, and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host, Zoe. This is the podcast where we get into all the stuff which matters. And today we're doing a kind of general Unfreeze vibe Q&A because, well, we haven't done one in a while and you guys have been sending me some questions. So I kind of just wanted to get into those. Coming up, we have the question, what is your biggest fear? We're also going to be talking about my plans for summer, how I balance the podcast and a full-time job, what my workout goals are, how to find the courage to start a TikTok account, obsessed with this question, what makeup brands I use, disclaimer, my answer here needs your help because I don't know. Um, don't know why I felt the need to put that in the intro. And then finally, time management. So buckle up because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good ride and a fun journey. So I hope you're as excited as I am. So random Zoe updates this week, my segment where I basically tell you random things happening in my life. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually finding it kind of (laughs) hard to think about updates this week. And now I'm just really panicking that it means my life is boring. And obviously, I know my life isn't boring. My life is so much fun. But I'm just like, surely I have some kind of update. I think I'm unsure of what to say because last week I shared my nail growth. I spoke about nail growth. And I won't lie, I thought that was totally fascinating. But then Louisa, for anyone new, Louisa is my sister and my best friend. Louisa WhatsApp me to be like, that was a Zoe detail. They didn't need to know about your nail growth. And for anyone who also doesn't know what a Zoe detail is, it's a term Louisa came up with to describe when I give people details that I think everyone will find interesting, but in reality, they're really boring. Because I'm really attentive to detail. So I go into a lot of detail on stuff sometimes apparently unnecessarily according to Louisa. I also just find stuff interesting which other people don't seem to find interesting and I I can't comprehend this. I am fascinated by, I don't know, what time people wake up, what they eat for breakfast, whether they're even a breakfast person and also obviously their childhood story and all of that. Anyways, back to my panic that I don't have any updates and my panic that I'm now really boring because I don't have any updates. Oh, side note, another side note, the other reason why I always worry that my life is really boring, and again, I'm kind of joking about my life being boring, not that anyone was worried, but the other reason I really worry is because you know when you're I don't know, you're on a work call or you're in some kind of group setting and you have to go around the room and you have to say your name and then tell everyone a fun fact about yourself. Here is the thing. I don't have a fun fact. I've really thought long and hard about this. And honestly, I've consulted a lot of people, but to no avail. There is no fun fact about my life. To this day, I still have nothing and it really concerns me. Can everyone please send me your fun facts so I can get inspiration? Because I'm just really deeply concerned that I don't have a single fun fact about myself. And yeah, I need some inspiration. So okay, maybe that's just going to be my random Zoe update that I'm concerned I don't have a fun fact about myself. And apologies, this is so rambolic. 
Um, I guess actually my other random Zoe update is <laughs> this one. This is equally rogue, but my other random Zoe update is just how much I love TikTok. I never thought I would be into TikTok. And for so long, my brother and sister were like, Zoe, you'll love TikTok if you actually explore it properly. And I was like, no, you're wrong. The stuff you guys listen to sounds so boring, which I still stand by. I still think what they listen to sounds really boring, but I think that's just because they are interested in very different content to me. Anyhow, as per always, they were right and I was just being stubborn because I now love it. I think what I love is that it just seems less curated and a little bit more random and raw and real. And obviously, you know, it's still a total highlight reel and you only see what people want you to see, but it just seems a little bit more informal than stuff like Instagram. So I'm intrigued for people's thoughts. Tell me if you prefer TikTok or Instagram. And now I can't not give you my TikTok handle, which is wonderfully Zoe. The complication is that I had another account called wonderfully Zoe, but then on some whim, some weird decision, I decided I needed a new one, which is still called Wonderfully Zoe because I deleted the old one, but you do have to refollow. So if you want to see how hilarious I am on TikTok, joking, I don't actually think I'm that funny. Well, I kind of do, but you might not. Anyway, the point is you have to refollow me. And if you want to hang out on Insta, it's also Wonderfully Zoe. And my website is www.umfreezepod.com. With that, we are going to get into the Q&A, which isn't really a Q&A, but more of a fun slash deep chit chat. So get ready. So I know I ended the intro saying this was not really going to be a Q&A and it was going to be a fun chit chat, but it also is going to be a Q&A. And I am about to start with a really deep question. And um, we're going to do a mixture of deep and super lighthearted questions as I feel that that kind of just represents my personality, which is basically a big old contradiction. So the question I want to start with is what are your biggest fears? And I love this question because we all have fears. Like everyone has some kind of fear. I think some of us more than others, but we don't talk about what our fears are. I think a lot of us keep them inside and we almost bottle them up and make them into in some ways like a bigger deal than they need to be. So if I am just just going to get totally honest, the thing which I think I'm most fearful of at the moment is not making the most of my life and not living to the absolute fullest. And by living to the fullest, I don't really mean staying out late and planning last minute trips and saying yes to the extra drink, all that stuff. And, you know, fantastic if that's what it means to you, because I think it means something different to all of us. But to me, more what it means is that I don't want to look back in 10 or 20 or even five years and realize I was scared to make the most of all the cool possibilities in life. And I don't want to look back and realize that the reason I was scared was because of worrying about failing or worrying about looking weird or worrying too much about what other people would think or, 
you know, thinking it was better to just not try than try and fail. And the other really big component to this, and apologies, I'm honestly just spelling my heart out in question one. I doubt this is what anyone thinks they signed up for, but here we are. The other big component of this is I am really fearful of living a life where I spend so much time talking about what I want to do and you know, getting ideas from Pinterest and dreaming about stuff at night, but not executing on what those dreams are. And I think so many of us are committed to kind of the big dream and the big vision, but sometimes not as committed to making the everyday decisions which get us towards that dream. So there you go. That's probably my biggest fear right now basically that I'll look back and I realize I didn't act upon my dreams. And I truly think that we all owe it to ourselves to go after what it is that we want in life. And that's a big part of why I have this podcast. And I try and open up conversations around stuff like fear of judgment, fear of failure, caring too much what other people think, ETC, because all that stuff, we let it get in the way of living our lives, which is what we owe to ourselves. I also want to throw in some other minor fears. So kind of stepping back from the quarter life crisis I just walked you through. Number one is flying. And actually, I take that back. This is not a minor fear. I am terrified of flying. I always have been, but I'm... I'm pretty good, if if I can say so myself, at just getting on the plane, but I do get scared once I'm on there. And I don't think it's ever stopped me from booking a trip or going on a trip, but it does really make me nervous before the trip. And I think that was the best thing about going to Paris in autumn, that I didn't have to fly and I could take the Eurostar. Jokes, I should probably say that the best thing was like hanging out with James But no, seriously, I do just love that you can take the Eurostar to Paris. Also, who am I kidding? The best thing about Paris was honestly that acai bowl I had on the Sunday morning. Truly phenomenal. Another big fear of mine, or maybe it's more like a phobia, is vomit or throw up. I I don't know. Are they the same? I don't know if like one's American English and one's English English. I don't really know why I care. But anyway, vomit slash throw up. I know no one likes vomit, but it paralyzes me. I don't know why. I know it's irrational to get as scared of it as I do, but I have always been terrified of it. If, I, if I'm if i on the tube or on the subway and there is someone who I think could potentially have a 5% chance of vomiting, I will just get off. Like it's not worth it. Or, oh my goodness, the worst is when you're on a plane and you hear the sound of paper And I'm always convinced it's the paper bags. I I don't care if it's touchdown. If we are touching down, the wheels are going on the ground. I will stand up and check if someone is vomiting. And usually it's someone opening a newspaper. And then it's really awkward when I look at them like so accusatory. And they're just there reading a newspaper. Anyway, final fear of mine, um, ooh, probably just being trapped in like an elevator or a confined space, but also I feel like that's everyone. So next question is plans for summer. Well, besties, here's the thing. I kind of just like being in London over summer, i.e. summer time for London, because I know it's not summer right now 
for everyone because there are different hemispheres in the world which hopefully (laughs) isn't news to anyone I yeah so I find that I spend the whole winter wanting it to be warmer so then I don't really want to go away when it's actually warm I want to soak that in and obviously I get that when it's summer in London it's also summer in the rest of Europe so it's a good chance to go to Europe Now that I'm saying all of this, I am like, hmm, that is tempting. But yeah, to answer the question, I don't actually have anything planned this summer because I feel like I just got back from Bali and I felt so spoiled and so privileged with that that I didn't really get my ass into gear and plan anything for summer. But this has got me thinking. So I'll get back to you on this. And for anyone who's laughing and is like, what do you mean? it's already summer. Like, why would you plan summer in summer? I feel like everyone in the UK books holidays about seven years in advance, whereas I come from a family who is very lastminute.com when it comes to booking holidays. So I usually start planning for summer when it's summer, which is kind of hilarious because I'm actually very organized, but I just guess that's not the case when it comes to this. Next one, which is such a good question and kind of a hard one to answer. The question is, how do you balance the podcast and your job? Do you have tips? I want to start a side project, but feel I don't have time. Wow, there is a lot here. The first thing I will say, and this is going to be different for everyone, so I'm not projecting onto anyone, but this is just what is the case for me. Right now, my job, as in my full-time job, takes absolute priority. There is no question about it because I have made a commitment to my employer and I'm very ambitious. So I will absolutely 1000% show up with my full self to my job. It absolutely comes first. And I think for as long as I am employed by someone full-time, it will. Because as I say, I have made a commitment and I take that really seriously but obviously the podcast is my baby the podcast and my kindle but the podcast is probably my main baby I am obsessed so I make a lot of time for it and it's a hard one because I think the reason why I don't talk as much about how I fit the podcast in to a full-time job is because I don't ever want to come across as someone who's glamorizing hustle culture or overworking, not only because I think that can be really toxic, but also because I don't feel like I'm hustling. I don't feel like I'm forcing anything. I think it's because I love the podcast so much that I I almost see it as downtime in a weird way, even though when I think about it, it's, it's really not downtime. So here's what works for me in terms of balancing the two. But again, it's it's just going to look different for everyone. I don't know, you might work night shifts, you might have a job which is less hours than mine, which is more hours than mine, you might work on weekends, whatever it is, find what works for you. So for me, I wake up at 5.30am during the weekdays. And I know that sounds insane. And I'm not saying that anyone needs to do that to fit in like a side project with a full time job. But the reason why I do this is because it guarantees that I can get an hour or an hour and a half of unfreeze work in before the day starts because I never know how much I'm going to have to work in the evening. 
that's a lot more temperamental. So I like to get in unfreeze stuff early so that I've kind of locked it in. So I do that in the morning and then I do fit in little bits and bobs throughout the day. If I'm on the spinning bike, I might edit some stuff. Or if I'm traveling to work, I might edit some stuff, ETC. And then sometimes I get to do some in the evening. I would say rarely because as I say, I bring my full self to work. So by the time I'm done work, I am just pretty exhausted. But I do get a good chunk of time on the weekend for some unfreeze magic. But as I say, I don't really see unfreeze as work because it's so fun and I am truly passionate about it. I do also though want to be realistic and honest that the more I think about it through answering this question, between work and unfreeze, I am pretty back to back every day but it is a choice I have made and I do do less socializing during the week because of it, because I'm so committed to my work and to unfreeze. But I am fine with that because it's a choice I've made. So I don't regret it and I'm not resentful of it. And I think, to be honest, I don't actually realize how much time I spend on unfreeze because it makes me so happy. But when I do stop and think about it, I'm like, wow, that's no joke. I kind of put my heart and soul into it. I feel like that was quite a chaotic answer, but we're going to go with it. The next question is current workout goals. So this one's kind of simple. My current workout goals are to feel good. I'm not really sure how much more to say than that. It really ranges what each of my weeks look like. I don't have any kind of plan. I don't have any kind of split. I do try and do one run a week for general fitness levels and also one yoga class a week because I know it makes me happy. But it's honestly so random. Like if I think about the last week, last Saturday, I honestly can't remember what I did. Oh, I did a 10 minute warm up on the spin bike and then 20 minutes of Pilates. And then I went for a really long walk with a friend, which was amazing. Sunday, I went to a yoga class and then I did another walk with friends. Monday, I did a spin I don't remember how long that was. I don't think it was that long. Tuesday, I did my weekly run. Wednesday, I did the cross trainer, which I love. I find it so fun and I watch TV when I do it. And then I did some legs and some arms with like dumbbells. Thursday, oh, random guys. I felt like another run. I haven't done two runs in a week in forever, but I just listened to my body and I had a lot going on in my mind that day. So I got out, got the run done. Friday was yesterday. Oh, I actually did some weights. Again, kind of rogue. I don't know what's going on with me this week, all this rogue stuff, because I don't really do weights. And BTW, when I say weights, they're probably like the tiniest weights to most people. But you know, it's all relevant, relevant or relative. And I don't know if anyone (laughs) wanted that info or if that's what the question was even getting at. But there you go. Um, Maybe don't copy what I do because as you can tell, it is so random. But as I say, it makes me feel so good. Next question is how to build the courage to start a TikTok. So I was actually voice noting someone about this the other day. So I'm going to share what I shared with them. My advice. Here's my advice. Are you ready? Start it. Just start it. Like, what I come back to and what what we kind of discussed when I spoke about my fears 
is do you want to wake up in 10 years and say to yourself, I didn't pursue a passion because I was worried of what people thought or I convinced myself that I didn't have the confidence when disclaimer you do and you just owe it to yourself to do it, to be yourself, to follow your passions. And as I always say, if someone judges you for doing what you love or starting a TikTok, if someone judges you for starting a TikTok, they're not your person. Like why? I honestly just think it through. If someone cares that much that you've started a TikTok account, they're not for you. Also, and I always talk about this, but I strongly believe that when it comes to confidence, it's not really about not caring what other people think. I think it's more about not letting what other people think stop you. So confident people still care what other people think. They're still humans. They still have a heart. They just don't live their life according to other people's expectations and other people's judgment. So there is my pep talk on why, is that the right word? Pep talk? There's my talk, my TED talk maybe, um, on why you should start a TikTok. So next question, I had a question about what makeup brands I use. And this is a fantastic question because I'm in a little bit of a situation, my friends, where I don't really know what's going on with makeup. I don't use that much makeup. I put makeup on most days, but all I put on is SPF, mascara, and then sometimes a tiny bit of eyeliner and a tiny bit of mascara. So I'm not really sure. When I go to a party or an event, I really like to get creative and I dig to the bottom of my makeup bag and I get out stuff that probably has dust on it because I use it so infrequently. And actually, I really love makeup. I used to love putting it on more when I was at university and I was going out way more. I used to love having my music and putting on makeup. So maybe I'm going to start wearing more makeup because it's really fun to put on. As you can tell, I haven't thought this answer through. Currently, I use 10% in my makeup bag. As I say, the other 90% probably has dust on it. I always run out of mascara and I steal my mum's. I hope she's not listening because I know this is something that really annoys her, but it's just the truth. I'm just not gonna sit here and lie. Um, so I haven't bought makeup in ages. I also wanna use more clean beauty products rather than some of the brands I currently have. So apologies, I have scored negative points on answering this question because I haven't answered it and I'd actually really love people to give me suggestions of clean makeup brands. Makeup isn't my strong point, but as I say, I want to get into it more. So I'm going to have a little think about that. And the last question we are going to talk about is time management and specifically whether I have any time management tips. Yes, I do. I definitely do. I've got tips which work for me, but as I say, we're all different people. Shock, I know. But like really, we're all different people. So what works for us is all very different. What I will say, <laughs> this is my first tip. And this might sound really bizarre. And some of you might be like, this girl is crazy if you haven't already reached that conclusion. But for me, I find I am most wise and most effective with my time 
when I stop talking about what I need to do, I stop writing lists about what I need to do, I stop highlighting random things I need to do, and instead I I actually just take the first steps to doing those things. So in other words, one of my biggest tips for time management is almost to not spend too much time planning to the point where you never do stuff because you're just writing lists and then the stuff on the lists just piles up and you get stressed about it. And obviously having a plan is important, but I think it's really crucial to remember that a plan in and of itself doesn't mean anything unless you act on the plan. Does that make sense? Question mark. Another tip, again, another random one, is to set a timer. And this is going to sound weird, but I do this for two reasons. Number one, I think loads of us, I certainly do this, sometimes fit our tasks to how much time we have. So if you have 30 minutes to do something, it will take you 30 minutes. But if you have 10 minutes to do the same thing, you can get it done in 10 minutes. So I set a timer to avoid stretching my task into too much time and to be more efficient. And the other reason I set a timer is so I don't spend too much time on one thing and then get really behind on everything else. Another tip is prioritize. And that sounds really basic, but work out what you actually need to get done by a deadline or what's more urgent and start there. To me, that just makes the most sense. And I don't really see why you wouldn't do that, but maybe I'm missing something. And then finally, I actually have so many fun tips to share. Maybe we should do a whole episode on this. But yeah, last one I'll share. This is super important is work out what time of the day you're most productive and what time of the day different tasks suit you. Because we go through all these waves during the day and I think the more you can ride the waves rather than pushing against them, the better. So for me, I have way more energy in the morning. So I do the stuff that requires most energy in the morning because that's when I'm most creative and I have the most inspiration. So I would never... I don't want to say never, but I rarely, rarely, rarely record a podcast in the evening because I'm kind of like a quarter of a person, not even half a quarter. So I'd always do things like podcasting in the morning, but in the afternoon forward slash the evening when I have less natural energy, that's when I prefer to take calls or to see people because I can vibe off that energy when I'm naturally a bit more depleted in my own. Like I can not use people, but I can get energy from others because I find it harder to have energy within. I'm not sure how much of that answer was actually about time management per se, but hopefully there was something in there at least semi-helpful. And on that note, I am going to wrap up the podcast here. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I think I've paused once when I've been recording this, like I just recorded it in two chunks. So no doubt it's been a little bit chaotic, but (laughs) don't really know what else you're expecting. So I hope you enjoyed. If you want to hang out, it is at Wonderfully Zoe on TikTok and Insta, www.unfreezepod.com. And as ever, please leave a rating. It makes the world of difference. And I love you all. 